welcome to Table Talk, a place for honest conversations and meeting friends. I'm Betsy Thompson, and I am so excited for y'all to get to meet the amazing Haley Haynes, our new girls minister here at Sagemont. Thank you so much for coming to hang out this morning. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah, it's going to be great. Y'all are really going to enjoy getting to know Haley. If you have students in 6th through 12th grade, um, they've already gotten to meet Haley, um, we kind of brought you in like trial by fire. Yes. Like the week you came was what, the week before Breakaway, Breakaway which is VBS for our junior high kids. Yeah. And then not long after that, camp. went to camp. <laughs> yes. And now getting ready to start the new year in a yeah. brand new building. Yeah. So you've just come on and... It's been you, fun. You've done a really good Thanks. job. And I will tell y'all, um, I have... Uh, Twins are about to be mm -hmm. seniors. They're 17, so they've gotten to spend time with Haley since she's been here, and they just are so thankful you're here. They're sweet, but thank you. They are really <laughs> sweet. But um, so let's back up just a little, yeah. <clears throat> and um, before we even jump into here, because we could just talk about all the things from the last yeah, two months of you sure. getting to be here. There are so many cool things. Um, but let's just back up a little bit. Tell us just a little bit about kind of where you grew up, your family, all that. Yeah. So I actually grew up down the road. My dad is a pastor at Bay Area Church. So Brian Haynes, yeah. if you know Brian, he's, listen, I'm, I love Haley, but I've known your dad yeah. really longer than I've known you. Yeah, like for I've sure. known, known him longer. Mm -hmm. And um, just an amazing he's really great. man that loves the Lord that leads so very well. Yes. And um, yeah, it's just, a, he, he's, he's great. He's a good one. Yeah. He's for awesome. sure. I'm really lucky, honestly, and blessed. But yeah. yeah, so I grew up going to Bay Area Christian School and then graduated and went to A&M. And we like her even more. Yes, I loved it there. <laughs> Studied communication two weeks before I graduated, decided I wanted to go into law. And so became a paralegal and worked at a law firm for two years. And then the Lord, about a year ago, started changing my mind and my heart towards ministry, yeah. which was crazy. So amazing. Yeah. That's, I've, well, we got to dig into all those changes yes. <laughs> and how that happened. So <clears throat> Brian's your mom, married to Precious Angela, yeah. who's an amazing lady. And then you have two little sisters. Yeah, I do. Who are fabulous. And um, uh, one of them's also at a Yeah. Which we love. And then you still have one that's at Bay Area. Yeah. Um, sweet, sweet family. Mm -hmm. um, and you and I have talked about this a little bit, but growing up as a pastor's child. Yeah. Um, it very much is fishbowl lifestyle. Yes. Where everybody's kind of watching <laughs> yeah. to see what you're doing. And one of the things, whenever we were interviewing you, that was one of the questions I asked you yeah. specifically was like, I know you grew up <clears throat> in a fishbowl. Yeah. Um, why would you jump into yeah. another fishbowl? Yeah. So talk a little bit just about how the Lord worked on your heart and drew you back to that. Yeah. So I always said, I think I told you this, I would never work in a church. Sure. Like that was something I was like, I've seen it. I've lived it. Why would I want to do that? Um, it's hard. It's great. It's for some people, not for me. Um, but really, truly about a year ago, I read this book um, called Garden City. I don't know if I mentioned it to you in the interview or not, but it's by a guy named John Mark Comer. And he just talks about how you were individually wired mm. um, and made and created by God to work. 
And I think a lot of times, like, we think about the fall and it talks about, we think work is a product of the fall, but it's actually work was just harder yeah. because of the fall. Right. But he talks about how we were individually uniquely created. And in this book, I started asking a bunch of questions and I realized um, within the past five years, all of my extra time, all my curriculars outside of work was all towards ministry mm. and caring for girls. And that's actually where I was finding a lot of life. Mm-hmm. And then the Lord just asked me to surrender step by step. So I began to, yeah. which was a little scary scary, honestly, but really, really good. And I'm really, really grateful for it. So it was like a, it's been more than a year, five years really of him saying like, Hey, be ready. And I'm me being like, ah, no. Um, but really the past year, him just wooing my heart towards it. I love that. I love, you know, in, um, in scripture, it talks about, you know, he is a light unto our feet Mm -hmm. and, uh, we so badly want like <clears throat> like a football field light yeah. so we can see like all the way to the end zone. Yeah. And he's like, no, it's like this little oil mm-hmm. lamp that lights literally your next step. Mm-hmm. And so I love when I hear people say, I surrendered the step. Yeah. And then God did the next step. Yeah. You know, and so it's five years ago. Who knew? You yeah. had no idea where you would end up, but it was just that yeah. obedience, you know, that over and over again, obedience, yeah. For um, sure. which I love about you that you did that. So tell us just um, kind of tell us about your relationship with the Lord, just yeah. your salvation story. How did you come to know him? Yeah. So my dad was pastor, but I adamantly was just not a believer until I was about 15 years old. There's a lot of reasons why long story short is there just had been some abuse from men in the church. And so I had a lot of anger, um, and just thought like, if this is what God's men are like, like, why would I want to follow a God like that? And so just had a lot of anger and bitterness and then really just a lot of shame from own sin and just like thought like I'm being told I'm the worst here. I'm being treated the worst here. Why would I want to remain here? Um, but when I was about, I'm trying to think when, you know, Jenny and Kate, Kate mm-hmm. Pierce, um, the youth pastor up area, he came when I was about 15. Yeah. Um, and his wife, Jenny saw me and knew like something is not right, but I'm going to love her anyways. And she was just super intentional to care for me and love for me. And it was one of the first, my parents did it well, but it's your parents, you know, but it was mm-hmm. one of the first interactions outside of my family where someone loved me without wanting anything in return. Mm-hmm. And so I slowly really just began to trust them and they became a safe place for me and started opening up about everything Mm -hmm. that had gone on. I even like pushed the boundaries sometime to push them away to see if they would just be done with me. And they didn't, they always Mm -hmm. responded in love and mercy. Um, so I remember like in the midst of all this, I was really, really angry my sophomore year, angry towards my family and they will, they will affirm that. Mm -hmm. Um, they just like got the brunt of it. And I was also signed up to go on a mission trip to the Middle East because I wanted to get out of my home. (laughs) And so I go to this mission trip meeting, being not a believer and knowing I'm not a believer. And they were talking about um, how they were going to provide food and water for Syrian refugees, basically. And I was like, yeah, I can do that for sure. Like, I just have to hand it to them. There's nothing really I have to do. Um, But I remember the guy who was leading the meeting said, and I don't even think he knows how much of an impact this had Mm. on me. He said, but the most important thing we could do give them the opportunity to experience the love of Jesus. And that was one of the first times I heard of it as an experience Mm -hmm. and also thought, I may be wrong about Jesus because I haven't experienced Mm -hmm. it. And maybe it is something I can experience Mm -hmm. and it scared me. So I went and found Jenny and Cade and honestly just told them like 
all of it, all the hidden sin, anger, pain, everything, um, kind of expecting them to be down, like dumbfounded, like, oh, right. we can't help her. She's <laughs> right. Yeah. Or yeah, and, you shouldn't go. Yeah. Or, yeah. You need to get this all, all fixed. of this thing yeah. fixed or we can't fix you yeah. like anything. And their response was like so much compassion and mercy. Then they shared their stories with me, which had different hurts and pains that I would have never expected right. because I had joy and I was confused. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you love God if these hard things have happened to you? And they just shared stories of God as a father. And Cade looked at me at the end of the meeting because I was still like, ah, yeah. no. <laughs> and he said like, hey, I know what your problem is. He said this really kindly. <laughs> he said like, honestly, you know the gospel, like you know it, but you see it as a history lesson. You don't Mm. understand that when Jesus died on the cross for you, he knew everything you would do and everything that would happen to you. So he came, like Mm. he knew everything ahead of time. And that's why he came. And that was the first time I was like, uh, that's not cartoon Jesus. Mm. That's real Jesus. I want to know him, but I don't want to trust him yet. Mm. And so just began to start reading Bible, praying, asking questions, go to Lebanon, I had been specifically praying to experience the love of God and experience joy. That was something Kate was like, you need to pray for that. You don't have that. And I was like, correct. Um, And these two little boys actually were Syrian refugee boys came into the Syrian refugee center playing soccer and I ended up playing with them. And I ended up, I had played soccer for like 14 years Mm -hmm. and it was not the plan. We ended up running a soccer camp unintentionally for like two weeks with about 80 Lebanese kids and Syrian refugee kids, which is insane because they don't together. Yeah. Yeah. And these two little boys, they um basically they were so protective and they wanted to know everything about me. They were not believers. So this is what was even crazier. Um, they just wanted to know about my family. They had literally nothing. They're refugees. They're bringing me breakfast yeah. in the morning. Like they want to protect me. Someone would say something bad. They jump in front of me. And I remember knowing I had to leave them mm-hmm. and just breaking for the mm-hmm. first time in a long time and thinking as simple as it was like, I don't want to leave love like this. And just so quickly hearing the Lord say, you don't, this is a small picture Mm. of my love for you. Um, And so that's where I started being like, I'm going to walk in relationship with the Lord. Now the past, like I was 15. So eight years have looked like a lot of healing because I'm like, I think we all know, like you come to know Jesus and then it's a healing process. I think sometimes we think like, Oh, all your pain goes away, which is not the case, but it was a lot of healing, freedom from sin, a lot of like a lot of healing from abuse Mm -hmm. even. And like just getting to know him personally as a father and as a healer, which has been really, really yeah. cool. We so often don't want to have to actually experience the sanctification process. Yeah. <laughs> or we want to experience it, but just the really good, good parts. parts. And it is that there is there is this sanctification yeah. process that God, when it talks about refining, mm-hmm. well, that's going into a fire. Mm-hmm. But gosh, it's trusting him that yeah. he's taking us through that yes. for a reason, for a purpose, purpose, to grow us and change us into who he's designed mm-hmm. us to become. Yeah. So, and I will tell you, and I might have already told you this, um, whenever they <clears throat> said, hey, we're going to interview Haley Haynes, <laughs> my first response was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Because I knew 15-year-old yeah, Haley. which was not good. <laughs> not I knew good 15-year-old Haley. So it was one of those that I walked into the interview going, Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll see Haley. It'll be sweet yeah. to get to see her. But Lord, you're going to, I mean, like it was a prayer of like, Lord, you're really going to have to show me something yeah. for me to be, y'all, this is the mm-hmm. person. And it was about halfway through that it was one of those when I went, oh my gosh, Lord, look what you've done in this yeah. young woman's life. Yeah. I mean, it was just so very, very clear. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I think we'd interviewed four or five different young women and... um 
it was one of those that I was just like, listen to the wisdom hmm. and the work mm-hmm. that I could tell that you had put in, that you were serious about the work, that you had done what you needed to do. And it was funny in the interview process, <clears throat> they kind of nominated me as the one to ask the hard questions. <laughs> So I got to ask the, you know, awkward, hard questions or whatever, which is fine. I'll do it. But, um, but it was so, it was just so beautiful that even some of the hard questions they had me ask, you were like, oh, I was going to ask y'all that as well. And I was like, okay, Lord, this is Hmm. really cool. So in knowing you before you knew the Lord Hmm. and knowing you now, like I commend you on doing the work asking him to do the work in you, being willing to do that. Mm. And it's so cool to see how he has and is continuing to mold you and get you to be the person he's always designed Mm -hmm. for you to be. And, um, and then to get to see you doing it, like you're doing such a good job. Thank you. Like I I check on you every (laughs) once in a while. (laughs) Like, so are you you good? How's it going? Because you did come in and it was just like, boom. Yeah. Do the things. Mm -hmm. Run the, you know, you get to teach sometimes. You get to do different. You don't know the kids. You don't know the (laughs) feel. I mean, you just came in. And um, one thing I always, we know this is true. I say this too is, um, you know someone's a leader because people are following them. Mm. Not because they say they're a leader or they've read a lot of books, because people follow them. Mm. And you so very quickly had girls just going, can we get coffee? Can we go to lunch? Can we hang out? Like, Mm. I just want to, and I was like, okay, this is huge to get to see in you. Thank you. Thank you. It's really been, honestly, I'm like, it's the favor of the Lord. It doesn't, like, it's just been really cool. Yeah. So So you've been here, we were, what, about almost two months? Almost two months, yeah. Almost two months. Does it feel like forever? In some ways, not a second. (laughs) All the things. Yeah. All the things. Yeah. So you moved, you were living in College Station as a paralegal. Mm Mm-hmm. And moved down here. Back with family, which was like my poor family. All of a sudden, they haven't lived with me in six years. So, such a blessing. A really cool season for y'all to get to to be together. Mm -hmm. Um, And came back, but really not really knowing anybody. Correct. Even though this is where you grew up, you were coming back to, what do I do? How did you and the Lord process Process that? that. Yeah, there's a lot of prayer. (laughs) A lot of prayer. There's been some unique aspects of, I got to look back at the year and the Lord really orchestrated even people coming here before me Mm. that I got to meet in the past year, which I really hadn't even been visiting home anything until the past year and a half. I'd been so busy with school. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know anyone at all. But even like there's a girl who she actually used to come here and then she started working at Bay Area. But her name's Megan. And we went to uh, Turkey together okay, actually cool. and she's my age and got to know her to yeah. see the provision of that and hung out with That's her last awesome. night and uh, one of my uh good friend's um, wife I've gotten to know when I was at A&M she actually lived with me for a little bit ended up moving here and is a girls minister in the area oh that's wonderful super like cool and just getting to know people but it's really been the provision of like I've been like Lord I don't know what you're gonna do the best way I know how to describe this was when I was having this conversation with him was about I guess it was May of last year I'd been at a church in College Station for 
I think it was five years Mm -hmm. at that time. Loved it. Like love. We're even using one of the pastor's resources for our kids leadership stuff. Loved that church. And honestly, they worked through a lot of healing with me, the pastors, Mm -hmm. the elders, everything like did not want to leave and heard the Lord calling me to leave. And I was like, you're joking me because why? Like, this is a great place. And said, well, where do you want me to go? Cause again, this was a year ago and he led me to another church. Mm. Um, and I definitely was hesitant. Like it's not going to be as good that in that like six months of being at that church, most healing I feel like I've received in the past eight years. It was insane. And it was so, it wasn't even just that church or the people. It was just the Lord's hand Mm. in it. And even what they were teaching in the community that I needed and the things that were going to happen in my life that I didn't know were going to happen in my life during that time. And what the Lord was reminding me of was this walk I was going on when I was talking to the Lord about a year ago about leaving mm-hmm. that just for five years. And he said, just trust me, it could be better. Mm. And then even like doing that again and the Lord being like, Hey, remember how you were scared to leave to go to a different church, but then it ended up being exactly what you needed and yeah. more. And I was like, yeah, he was like, what makes you think I can't do that again? I that. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm going to choose to trust that. And like two weeks ago, I was just telling you, I'm getting to move praying, give me a home and help me to find community within the church. Cause mm-hmm. you know, it's hard sometimes to find sure. community when you're working <laughs> yes, in one. It's a whole deal. And literally within a week, I got a call from a friend who was like, Hey, me and some of the girls are living together. And we thought, and then looking at my budget and it was perfect. And then praying through it and getting That's more awesome. confirmation. So it's just being able to see the Lord's faithfulness mm-hmm. really, truly. So yeah. it's definitely been a conversation, but him reminding me like he's already been faithful he can be faithful again so. I love that's what we need we need it's so he's so sweet to us to go hey remember when I showed mm-hmm. up here you can trust me to show yeah. up here even though we can trust him to yeah. show up there he's so sweet and gracious to us to go remember 100% Do you remember that which time? like opened my eyes of like what if I hadn't obeyed yeah like truly of what if I hadn't then when this came up would I have been willing right you know what I mean yeah. is like he really truly has more and like acts of obedience aren't just for that one thing right. it's so that you can look back and see his faithfulness. And so I'm like, what if I had missed out? Mm-hmm. Would I have been willing? Would I have missed right. out on this? Right. Like it just affects everything. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Obedience. It's a good, good thing. Yeah. Hard, but it's good, good, good. <laughs> it is a good thing. It is good. Okay. So talk to us just a little bit about Sagemont students Yeah. and um, just where y'all are, yeah. where you're going, yeah. things we can be joined and praying yeah. with about just things that are coming up. Mm-hmm. So it's awesome. Honestly, like you can see the Lord moving in very, very clear ways, even at camp this year, just the amount of not just people coming to Jesus, but a lot of confession. Mm-hmm. Like there was so much um, vulnerability and time for confession that people are like, Hey, this is sin that I'm not holding on to anymore. How do I follow Jesus? And people meeting up being like, okay, I do want discipleship. I do want a mentor because I don't know what to do. Right. Like people eager and wanting to follow and mm-hmm. you're seeing it, which mm-hmm. is really, really cool. Um, but it's just a move of the Lord. I think something that's exciting is going into the fall and the spring. um, The team really has just been talking through even curriculum and we're getting to go through on Wednesday nights and on Sundays in different ways, like the commands of Christ and the ways of Christ. So it's like, Mm. basically there's a, I guess, organization called 
I literally anything I go back to is probably going to be John Mark Comer, but it's called practicing the way. And their thing is like the way to follow Jesus is to follow the way he lived life, which Mm. is look at his practices, Mm -hmm. look at prayer, look at scripture, look at fasting, look at Sabbath, look at all of those things. And so we're getting to do that and where we're getting to like teach kids, this is how you pray and then give them space to do that. And this is Sabbath and this is how you fast. Like, so it's really exciting because anytime you're leading up to those things of like, we just want to follow Jesus and what he's doing you see really cool things happen. And so honestly, the way to join it is, is like to be praying Mm -hmm. for them as they're learning to pray and even fasting for them as Mm -hmm. they're learning to fast, because it's just going to be really awesome. I think. I love that. And if you didn't get a chance to watch service, um, uh, on Sunday, June 23rd, Cody Watecki, our student pastor, mm-hmm. preached on Sunday. And it was an amazing message. And also in the 1115 service, there were, what, five students yeah. baptized yeah. out coming out of camp. And so if you want to get to see a lot well, of what Haley's talking yeah. about, go back and watch service from that Sunday. Um, just uh, great real representation yeah, for sure. of all the cool things that are happening yeah. there. And um, and I did ask you once, I was like, okay, I know Cody and Miguel. <laughs> they can be a mess. They're so awesome. And gosh, they love the kids and they love the Lord and they do such an yeah. amazing job. But I also, my office is right above their office. <laughs> and so I hear You're them everything. a yeah. lot. They're loud. They love to yell. They love to scream. And then I was like, okay, I also know Haley. And so um, I've like... How has that been? Been. And I love that one of the things you told me is like, they so want my input. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's their heart. Yeah. That's just their heart. They're very humble. Like it's, it's really cool to get to work with them. I've been really grateful, honestly, because that's not always the case. Yeah. And so it's a, it's great, honestly, a place for me to learn, but just to say, hey, I have a thought and not have to be scared to say that. Um, so it's been really awesome. I love that. I love that. If you have students, grandkids, kids, 6th through 12th grade, y'all, I'm telling you, you want yeah. them to be a part of Sagemont Student Ministry. And I will say this, if it's not Sagemont Student Ministry, student ministry somewhere. Yeah, for it's sure. It's so important for our young kids to be a part of a student ministry where they are hearing the gospel, that they are being challenged and encouraged and held accountable. And just in that way, because I know we always say as parents, we're like, they hear it different. Yeah. From You could say the exact same thing, they hear it mm-hmm. different. Encourage your kids to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, it's just so, I can't tell you how important it is. Mm-hmm. It's hugely, hugely important. It really is. Um, for them to get to be a part of those kinds of things. So, um Haley, thanks for hanging out. Thank you for having me. I love it so much. Um, Y'all, Haley is awesome. You got to hear about this much of her story and just her wisdom that the Lord just continues to give her. Y'all, take her to coffee, take her out to lunch, encourage your young girls in student ministry to go up to Haley and go, hey, can we hang out? She wants to get to know all of them. There's Mm -hmm. lots of them. Um, She wants to do that. Help encourage uh, your daughters to really get to know Haley. And y'all be praying for her and Cody Mm -hmm. and Miguel and Alex and that whole team as they are gearing up for the fall and just the fall comes there's an influx of kids that haven't been around all summer (laughs) uh, which is an amazing wonderful thing that we all want to have happen Um, but it is a whole plan and the thing we haven't said that everybody realizes y'all are moving into a brand new building we are moving into a very brand new building (laughs) which is awesome yeah but also just brings lots of questions yes what space do we where do we do this, this and where do we do this and how does this work? And mm-hmm. do we have this stuff? We've always had this, but is it in going to fit? How do we get it? 
yeah. all those kinds of mm-hmm. questions. So y'all just be praying for our student ministry. God's doing such great things mm-hmm. in and through them. And uh, we just want to support y'all the best way we can. Thank so you. thanks yeah. for coming to hang out. Of course. Thanks it for having fun. me. It was Absolutely. Fun. Y'all have a great rest of your day. We will see you next time on Table Talk. Mm-hmm.